0: Let's begin now.
1: And welcome in Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez producing the operation. Would they say showers tomorrow? Do they really say showers? What's going on? Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez with you for the next three hours. Talking a lot of Chiefs tonight. Last night I spent a lot of time talking hockey, which I have no shame in that whatsoever. I would gladly do that again. I love hockey. But here's the thing with hockey. Because I've talked to a lot of people since the whole talk last night because I brought Paul McGannon on from NHL 21 talking about hockey in Kansas City. Mahomes has everybody fired up because... Really, I mean, it was out there. Hey, the Coyotes are out there looking for a home. But when Mahomes speaks, he's EF Hutton. People listen. Oh, Patrick, because here's the thing about the NHL. It was a great, I read a great write-up about it today. They love publicity. And they love when a superstar speaks out about the NHL. Like Snoop Dogg, when he was talking about what the auto, auto centers. Like the NHL craves attention. And so when Mahomes speaks, everybody kind of uh, listened to the situation, Julio, that they wanted hockey here in Kansas City. Now, there's two ways to enjoy hockey, watching it on TV or actually going to a game. And I'll be honest with you, it's two completely different sports. 100%. I mean, it's fun when you watch it because you're a fan. You obviously can't go to all the games. But. Bottom line, if you're there and you see the speed of the game, it's a lot of fun. And I think a lot of people said, hmm, maybe there is something to this. Now The Coyotes want to stay. They put a poll out. Where should they build their next place? And they at Channel Arizona and Scottsdale and all this. Why even tempt your fans with that Arizona? You've been kicked out of the Hila Center. Tempe already didn't want you. Phoenix doesn't want you. And then the new stadium proposal failed even though you want to, you, know, you need two point one billion dollars for your entertainment district and, and arena, right? One point nine million of that, or billion, excuse me, one point nine billion is privately financed. So they're only asking for the gap between one point nine and two point one, and it still was shot down, which is pennies. So they're right? still playing in a. Well, Arizona State, believe it or not, has a hockey team. They're still sharing a facility at Arizona State, and not only that, but they're the second fiddle. No branding, no digital branding or anything. It's got to have the college logo. It, they have first, Arizona State's got first scheduling priority. They have everything, every right over the Arizona Coyotes. They do not belong there. They're not wanted there. Well,
2: to to be fair, though, right, how did they end up in that situation to begin with? Because they couldn't pay their rent. Is no, that, they, is they, that they correct?
1: Could. ESPN detailed stuff out. The Coyotes, right? they've changed owners several times. They currently have one, but the NHL owned them for a while because they didn't have an owner. They've gone bankrupt result were owned by the NHL for a time. Um, Wayne Gretzky, they said they found uh, the one thing he couldn't do, which was coach, when he was coach of the Coyotes. I don't think they made the playoffs 10 of the last 11 years. They almost relocated to Hamilton, Ontario, and Seattle. Uh, missed the Stanley Cup t- playoffs 10 of the last 11 season. Mentioned that. The only time they men- made the playoffs was that time. There was a 2014 in the pandemic where the NHL expanded it. Uh, they were in their arena in Glendale only to move into a 5,000-seat college hockey arena, but 5,000 seats is not what they have. For the NHL, it's it's down to 4,600 at the Mullet Arena. That's what it's called.
2: Mullet Arena.
1: Well, it's named it, I think, some, I mean, some donors on, there on. or something like that. Come on. But Kansas City was listening to say, I talked to some people about this today and said, am I, just, am I just too excited about this because I get – you know, enthralled with all these, you know, rumors of teams moving. And I always have, whether it was the Penguins, whether it was the Islanders, I I dove way into the Penguins thing. Spent way too much time into that. Only for Kansas City basically to be leveraged. But I will say this, and this is my common thing when I talk to people about the situation, and we will talk Chiefs, don't worry. Talk to Chiefs quite a bit, but always. I do love hockey. but And this is something that maybe comes to our city and we like it, but... Sprint Center, T Mobile Center now, but Sprint Center was built and opened doors in 2007. It was another seven years until the Royals were in the playoffs. Another eight years until the Royals won a World Series. 13 years till the Chiefs had actually 14 years till the Chiefs had a parade. 16 years it was open, the Chiefs had their second parade. A lot has happened since 2007, like the airport. Getting two major events in the city, like the NFL draft, the World Cup. Oh, it's not even mentioned the new airport. This city has changed so much since 2007. The whole image of the city. Were they ready for it then? Probably not. Are they ready for it now? Hell yes, they are. Kansas City is ready for anything that comes to it because they deserve it because the city is on the rise. The city is going places. It is a destination right now. And when you have the biggest event in the biggest sport in this country, the National Football League, the NFL Draft, and you're getting the biggest event in the world to be in your city in the World Cup, I'd say Kansas City is there.
2: Yeah, but do we really want – I mean, you just – listed all the reasons why we probably don't want a franchise like that to come here, right? Like I, I could see if if they're gonna sell and there's going to be new ownership that's based here in Kansas City, but do we really want an ownership group like that with a franchise like that that ha- has a tumultuous background to come here because I can tell you it, it might be nice and shiny right up front the first couple years'll be in the honeymoon phase. They'll have plenty of people going out to the games. But at the end of the day, if you don't win, people are going to stop showing up.
1: And the bottom line is you have to win. That was, right. That was the whole allure with the Penguins because well, they it, were ready to win and they want to stand the cup right after. I think the year after that. And not only that, but they have a superstar in Sidney Crosby. You know what I'm saying? They had the superstar and a team that won.
2: Yeah, but but what what do what are the Coyotes bringing to the table? Other than they, they being suck. an uh, NHL <laughs> franchise his, uh, franchise? That's it. That's the, all they have going for The
1: Coyotes suck.
2: Right. Do we really want that? I mean, if we're going to do it, let's do well, this it right. Point, let's not anything. do it because at we want At this point, it.
1: you take anything. Right? We're like the... You take anything. You don't want that arena sitting empty all the time. You don't want any...
2: You don't just want anything. That You're arena
1: like, was built with promise, you gotta, man. You, you got to
2: have standards,
1: Bank. You
2: got to have standards. You can't just take I any girl that comes across your path, right? You got to have standards. Same thing for women. They don't just... You can't just go around, hooking up with any random man. You
1: got to have standards. We went forever for the Royals that didn't even sniff the playoffs since 85. And then 30 years later, they win the world series. That was three decades. That was people being, yeah, born, but they have an established going to college, married, having children like yourself in between where the Royals won the world series. I'm not even mentioning all the things that happened in between the chiefs winning a super bowl.
2: Yeah, but that, that was, they were dating way back in high school. They were dating in middle school, right? We've been dating the Royals forever. You, you have that kind of history, Bill. You have you have a history. We, we have no history with this organization. And for them to just come in, suck, and then expect people to show up, it's it's not going to happen.
1: It's the bottom line happen. is you need an owner. We know that. They have an owner there, but this owner that they have now doesn't really want to move the team out of their zone. And so what would he have to sell it? But here's the thing that Paul brought up. And again, there's four ownership groups, four that were vetted by the NHL that were approved by the Ottawa Senators. It's only going to one of them. That means there's three other ownership groups that have been vetted by the NHL that are viable that can buy a franchise. So keep your eye on them.
2: Any of them here in Kansas well, City?
1: Well, no, they put it here, though. Kansas City is one of the spots that wants it. You have the arena free and clear. The suites have been sold out. That's it. That's an attraction because you have a team that doesn't have to share. You move to Houston, you're sharing the Toyota Center. You move here, you're the thing at T-Mobile Center. You're the jam downtown at this point Till the Royals move down there. But at this point, you're the jam at the T-Mobile Center where you can hang more than Garth Brooks banners, Brooks' banners in the arena, which I think would be really cool. But the bottom line is there's ownership groups available, and Kansas City is much more attractive now than it has been in the past.
2: It is. I mean, sh- they've had the facelift, the they've had hot. the boob job, they've right? had everything, yeah. you know, they're, they're an attractive right. thing. Now. They're beautiful right now. With the beautiful lady in the room right now.
1: But it's the perfect city for that. It's the perfect situation.
2: Yeah, that's not the perfect franchise, I don't think.
1: Not at this point, it's not. But you know what? Let them move. Like the A's, do you expect the A's that are having a little bit of hiccup moving to Vegas because they want another $500 million to do it, but they're eventually going to be on the strip in Vegas, or Bally's is. Yep. Yep. It's Tropicana or something. I don't know what hotel they're, they're destroying for the A's. But you think they're going to still suck? No, they were good back when they played the Royals in the 14th playoffs. they got playoffs. a movie
2: just made about them. A handful of years ago, right?
1: But I mean, you would got, expect them to rebound and be been good competitive. Again. Once they're in Vegas, you expect it because right now they're terrible,
2: the, the worst. Which is saying they did win two a out of three against a the Royals, Royals. Fan.
1: They did win two out of three against the Royals. <laughs> yes, they did. But it was good. I mean, the Mets spent all that money and they sucked. The Padres just lost two out of three to the Royals. They have the third highest payroll in baseball. I mean, who's to say things can't change? And I get it. Ten in the last eleven years, they haven't made the playoffs. But it is a pro franchise. And you had Mahomes speak about it. The mayor's been speaking about it. And when Mahomes won a Whataburger, now you got one in every it's corner. True. And it's guess true. what I heard now? Because the news tweeted it out. In-N-Out Burger may make a stop pass. in the state of Missouri.
2: I'm going to pass. I'm not going to pass. Not a fan like of, that. of In-N-Out. That's overrated.
1: See, you say that, but nothing's ever overrated. overrated. No, You're that's just not negative true. about everything. There's plenty of
2: things that are overrated, including the Coyote franchise.
1: It's an NHL franchise that would be here. I Listen, pie in the sky dreaming is what you have. But if you sit down and logically think about it, think about all this city has gone through and changed since 07. They have a lot of things going for them. First of all, the NHL loves when celebrities endorse a product of theirs. Love that. To the Ancients group, you know, is an ally with the NHL.
2: Yeah, but I want to keep that momentum going. I don't want to bring in a shiny turd, right? We're going, to bring in, we're going to bring in, and then 10 years from now, when they continue to suck, they're going to move, and it's going to be a black eye on the city of Kansas City. Well, we've
1: city. seen these new franchises have success early. I mean, the Golden Knights made the Stanley Cup finals that, in year one. But
2: that was a startup franchise. The Kraken right?
1: have been very good since yes, they a, became a startup A, a startup franchise, franchise,
2: though. That wasn't a crappy team that moved from one city that didn't want them to another city with a terrible history. I'm just uh, saying, I I love Kansas City. I don't want it to make I don't want us to look bad because we're we're just being needy and wanting a franchise for the sake of having a franchise with a terrible ownership group I'd take that it. comes in and then moves 10 years because they can't fill the arena because well, they suck.
1: Here's the other thing, too. When this was built- I'd rather have an NBA team. You know Mahomes is what in elementary school when this thing was built. You know, he's a, he's a global superstar right now in the sports world. I mean, I can't think of many people or or uh, professional athletes on a higher pedestal right now than Petra Mahomes as far as worldwide recognition they know him everywhere he's a two-time MVP he's won two Super Bowls already he's been a starter for five years been in the AFC title game every year he's lost the AFC championship in overtime the two years he didn't go to the Super Bowl in that bunch he's a guy that Carries a lot of weight when he calls. You take the call.
2: Well, so so let me ask you this. Now. Lamar I,
1: Hunt Jr. would be the perfect guy, by the way, because he has helped develop those sheets of ice in Kansas City and owns the Mavericks.
2: So so let me ask you this, and I think I know your answer already, but I'm going to ask anyways. Would you prefer NBA or would you prefer the NHL here? Because do you, you're only going to get one. I want the both. Take, but the, the, you, the, the only NBA I wouldn't take
1: just because of KU and the proximity of college basketball. It's got the college basketball Hall of Fame and all that. It's really a college basketball fan. The text line says it's the worst argument I've ever heard. Then what's your better argument? 913 586 7610. Please call me. I'm all ears. If you have a better argument, this is a bad argument, you tell me why it's a bad argument. You tell me why Kansas City is not in a better spot than when the Sprint Center opened in 2007. Because I will give you the airport. I will give you the World Cup coming to Kansas City. I will give you the NFL draft in Kansas Fired City. Fired up over there. I will there. give you a World Series parade. I'll give you two Super Bowl parades in Kansas City that have happened. So you, sir, are an idiot texting from your mom's basement because <laughs> this city is not the same city that it was in 2007. Not even close. Fired
2: up over there, aren't you, Bank?
1: No, this city's going places, man. It is. It's going, it, it is It is much different than 07.
2: I want to keep that momentum going. Much different.
1: Me. Anyway, we'll talk Chiefs coming up next. Don't forget, I have Ron Cobb coming at 7 o'clock. We'll review the draft. Look at Ricky Minicamp and some of the things that are going on with the Kansas City Chiefs. But we'll talk about the Kansas City Chiefs offense next.
2: You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.
1: Welcome back to After Hours, Chief Bankley, Julio Sanchez. Dustman was working this afternoon, so I'm back here. It he is perfect with that hockey news coming out yesterday. I was like, ready to go, man. So I'll talk hockey with you. I'll talk baseball. will talk whatever you want, but then the hockey talk came out, so I'm like, boom, I'll talk about it. But tonight we're spending a lot of time talking about the Chiefs. But I will entertain your thoughts on the NHL in Kansas City anytime you want to. My ears are open. Or if you want to talk in and out Burger.
2: Well, there's not much to talk about in and out, but go- it, it, the
1: burger's fine, man. It, it's the burger's it's fine. Right.
2: It's all right. I mean, it's all right. Animal style,
1: it's cool. The, well, the closest thing I can find to it is a place called Third Street Social out in uh, Lee Summit. Sandy Locke's place. That's right. Father of Drew Locke. That's AD right. He has an animal style burger there. Comes in on butcher paper.
2: Going back to the uh, hockey discussion, real quick. I think we've also overlooked the impact that it has locally right in the case of do we think the mavericks will be able to survive should we bring an actual nhl hockey team here because i don't think this town is big enough for two hockey teams regardless of one being professional and one not
1: it's you know i look at the rochester americans they're uh, currently in the american hockey league playoffs they're the buffalo sabers affiliate and it's what about 50 miles down the road yeah, 50, but fifty-five miles. Rochester to Buffalo is really close. You're from is, that area. You're I from am. Western New York. I'm from Rochester. But that's really close because there's parts in the city that would take you fifty minutes uh, to get. Now, Independence to downtown is what? Still at least what? Thirty minutes.
2: Yeah, but Independence is not the same size as Rochester. I mean, it's got its own population. Rochester and Buffalo are two separate entities. Rochester's
1: got the PGA Championship set it right now. That's right. It's going places. Man, That's it's got right. O'Kill.
2: It's it's a pretty decent sized town. I mean, it's not it's it's much bigger than Independence. So I, I wouldn't count Independence as a sep- as a separate entity like you would Rochester and Buffalo.
1: Yeah, well, I'm but, just saying. My my, my point is, you, you get what you get. You don't throw a fit if expansion is not in your right. It's just nice to see Kansas City being mentioned.
2: Yeah, of course. It's always of mentioned. Course.
1: It's always mentioned, but Seattle was always ahead of it and they got one. Quebec City is often, you know, remember, they haven't won a Stanley Cup since early nineties in Canada. It's working well here in the United States. Atlanta wants to throw its hat in the ring. Listen, I know we lost the scouts. They were here from seventy four to seventy six. Ended up becoming the Colorado Rockies. Now they're the New Jersey Devils. But the Thrashers have lost the Winnipeg Jets. They've lost the uh the Flames. In 1980, they became the Calgary Flames. So they've had two chances. I'm just saying they would be the show. That would be our third franchise. Something St. Louis had until they lost the Rams.
2: Technically, it would be the fourth. I mean, we we still as much as soccer sucks, but but
1: they have a soccer team over there in St. Louis. They're on a roll. They are on a roll, and they play St. Louis this weekend. That's
2: going to be. I'm I'm excited for that one.
1: Can you imagine how much fun Kansas City hockey versus the Blues would be? The kind of rivalry of fans I, going I back and forth on I seventy. I would love that.
2: Yes, absolutely. Or
1: Denver and the Colorado Avalanche.
2: We could consider ourselves the hockey town USA, as they consider themselves the uh, yeah, soccer I capital of the could. world. I mean, you know, Minnesota
1: already claims a hockey state. So. Yeah, I know. It's a joke. That'd be tough, but uh one thing is for sure: is our football team's pretty damn good. They're all right. The football team is great here in Kansas City. It's what people want to talk about. It's top of the mind. The NFL draft really brought that, that fervor towards it. I know exactly how interested you were in the draft. We do that Character Concerns podcast with me and Nick Schwartz and uh, Chris Unicero, and you guys couldn't get enough of it. We're going to continue that bad boy all throughout the offseason. It'll be it'll be a draft show all the time. And we'll take a serious look at college football, the rookie minicamp going on with the rookies, that the Chiefs drafted, and you name it. You there'll be a problems. lot of time spent on that. And we might be doing guys some 20, have problems. 24 mocks. That's craziness. We don't have problems, Julio. People were interested in it's it. It's a
2: passion, right? It's, it's a passion.
1: But when it led the news every night with the NFL draft, people that weren't into the draft became into the draft. There were so true. many people that were it's actually true. into the draft had questions about it, what exactly, you know, goes on. They were really introduced to it full scale by it being in Kansas City. But you remember what happened last year at this time, don't you? You remember last year at this time it was Hot Takeville? Yep. It was the paper champion, the Chargers, getting all that love in Justin Herbert. I've never been a big fan of that. If you've listened to me, Julio, you, you have. We've been in here and we've discussed that I'm not the biggest Chargers guy in the world. I'm more along the prove-it-first guy with the Chargers. And Joe Burrow, I've liked since the minute he was drafted in Cincinnati. Even said, I say, hey, man, this guy's going to be, this guy's going to be, forget about Josh Allen, whatever, it's going to be Burrow and Mahomes. Mahomes and Burrow, let me put it that way. Mahomes and Burrow, those are the two top quarterbacks in the AFC, and that's the way it's going to be going forward. They've created a nice little rivalry between them. They did the right choice by drafting Jamar Chase his guy at LSU that won the Blitnikoff Trophy with him. But we all know how good Kansas City's offense is. But last year was the hot take-ville. It was people coming out and saying, well, you remember last year. It was, I don't think the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs. Trying
2: to bury us.
1: You heard, uh, you heard hot takes all around the league. I'm right? sure the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs. We're I don't rebuilding. know. Charges are right here. Oh, man, Russell Wilson is now in Denver. Look out for that. That's There was a lot of hot takes about the Chiefs taking a step back. Oh, they're going through a rebuild mode, which they kind of were. You know, as Brett Veach said, you know, hey, they played a lot of rookies. They did. They had 61 starts by rookies last year. The only two teams that had more picked one and two in the draft. And the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Big difference. They had seventh-round picks. Mm -hmm. They had four rookie defensive backs playing in the Super Bowl. And their leading rusher on the year was seventh-round pick. And one of your other third-round picks had three interceptions last year and two of them in the postseason, Jalen Watson tell how you win. So I I stumbled upon this today too. There's a website called Thirty Thirteen, and I think that's a great website for um, a lot of former NFL guys are on this website, and Ari Myrov is on there, and they do a great job. But the tweet was taking a look at the top five offenses in the NFL, and last year I thought we were done with this hot take stuff. Are we because back?
2: We back at it. We're, we're, we're kind of back more hot there. takes.
1: But Kyle Brand even said it. Hey, I'm not picking against the Chiefs when it comes down to it. It's the Chiefs. They've won seven straight division titles. All right. It's the Chiefs. Every argument should start in with the Chiefs until they're beaten and knocked down. You got to believe in them because being on top is tough in the NFL. It's not built for that. I understand teams in your division essentially play the same teams except for two, but it matters where you play them. When you play him, last night I talked about the fact that uh, Sharp Football took a look at it, and for six straight weeks, the Chiefs have less rest than their opponents. He says they didn't remember that happened. He had to go back 35 years until something like that in the NFL, the negative rest that the Chiefs have. So Mike Martz was on here today. And he has top five NFL offenses for 2023. Number one, Julio, the San Francisco 49ers. Who finished fifth in total offense last year? Listen, we all know they can run the football. We know Debo Samuel is a great receiver, but who's playing quarterback? Yes, who? Mister Relevant played for him last year. Brock Purdy. Sorry, he had a good year, but he's not Mahomes. And then Sam Darnold could get the the snaps at the beginning of the year, at least the first game. So Sam Darnold led offense, or Mahomes. The Chiefs were number two. And as I put out on Twitter, I was like, okay, let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at what we have here. Okay, points per drive. So when you get the football, how many points do you score? Here's the Chiefs' points per drive. 2022, points per drive, Julio, they were number one. 2021, points per drive, the Chiefs were number one. That's two straight years. Even the year before where everybody said everybody's figured them out and their offense is down, they were still number one in points per drive. 2020, ooh, they slipped to fourth. Fourth in the NFL in points per drive. 2019, number two in points per drive. These are all Mahomes' starting years. 2018, number one in points per drive. So they've been number one out of five years that he started. They've been number one in points per drive three times. Number two once. Number four once. Impressive. There's no argument. You just lost Tyreek Hill, and you still finished number one in points per drive. So what? You lose Juju. Who cares? This team is is plug and play. Whoever goes in there, they're going to spread the ball around. They had the number one off. They were the only team in the NFL that averaged over 400 yards of total offense last year. The only team. They were the only team that averaged over 300 yards passing last year. That was it. So one team had over 400 yards, Chiefs. One team had over 300 yards, Chiefs. They had no 1,000-yard receivers. If we take Travis Kelsey out of the equation that did it as tight end. Not many quarterbacks throw for 5,000 yards and don't have a wide receiver over 1,000 yards. I'm sure Travis Kelsey has transcended the tight end position, changed it. But every argument should start and end with the Kansas City Chiefs being the number one offense. I don't want to hear a Brock Purdy slash Sam Arnold offense ahead of Patrick Mahomes. It's
2: Miles. a hot take. That's definitely a hot take.
1: But I thought we were done with them, remember? I thought we were kind of done with the hot takes.
2: You always have to have the... Handful that want to go against the grain, you know,
1: you know what? It's good it's though, because it keeps us busy because the hot takes do keep us busy. We
2: need some of that fake motivation bank.
1: Well, know, the, the, we, the, the funny thing is, this is how underdog. hard it is in the NFL. It's, where, where are the Buccaneers? Remember when Bruce Arians, we're not doing any of that blank chiefs talk about running it back, right? They didn't run it back. The Buccaneers not have not close. been a good football team since they won the uh, Super Bowl. So all that, they, the Chiefs, it's, so the Chiefs didn't beat the Bucs, but guess what? They've still been relevant and good every year. They've won a world championship since then. What about the Rams? They're on the back of a milk carton since winning the Super Bowl. They weren't able to maintain. Matter of fact, Chiefs have six primetime games. The Buccaneers and Rams combined have four. And these are all teams that have won the Super Bowl within the last four years. They have a combined four. Chiefs have six just alone, two more than those two teams combined. Why? Because the Chiefs have maintained and been consistent going forward and is not the easiest thing to do in the NFL. Coming up next, though, Tyree Kill's got his little podcast out. You've heard about this, things that need to be said? Well, he talks about something. I don't know if he's serious or just talking crazy, but this is good stuff next.
2: You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. I
0: remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions have an echo.
2: and so much Jim
1: Beakley, Julio Sanchez, producing. Why the smile, Julio?
2: Uh, you know, I played this song for a reason, you know. Very applicable to our topic
1: of discussion. You think so? Think yeah. about Tyreek Hill? Yeah. That would be it. He's a scorned lover.
2: Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He
1: got his ring with the Chiefs. But I think one thing you always hate to see is people have success. Like Devontae Adams is kind of going through it as well, right? With the Raiders. He made yep. first team all pro. But he, oh, I did it with that Aaron Rodgers. Did it with that Aaron Rodgers.
2: Yeah, we'll see what he does with Jimmy G. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if he gets any any better. I'm, I'm betting it goes the opposite direction, though.
1: You mean the Jimmy G that averages uh, 17 points margin of loss against one of the Chiefs when he plays them?
2: Yeah, that that Jimmy that Jimmy G. Yeah. That's
1: a welcome addition to the uh, yeah. division, right?
2: Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, Carr wasn't. Uh, i take car too. Like he was a world
1: beater. But before we get to Tyree Kill, do you remember this? Like, for whatever reason, this offseason, Molly and Steve,
0: made, we have kind of forgotten a little bit about Patrick Mahomes.
1: And as good as I believe Kansas City will be, right, right, let's right. not act like right. it ain't going to be a drop-off. I think a new team has arrived in the AFC West, and their name is the Lord. Angeles, if their division is impossible
0: and it just so happens that i think this might go down for the kansas city chiefs they're an excellent team but i just don't see them in postseason Jamie, and I can, I,
2: can i help on the table it's more than on the table every other team
1: basically got better and the chiefs got worse Said, but I said that I don't believe that the Chiefs are going to uh, make the playoffs. I said it to McCall Harmon. Listen, you can't be one-sided within their division. They're the only team that is front-loaded on the offensive side of the ball. Every team has closed
0: the gap.
2: Yeah.
1: Every team has closed the gap. That's the kind of crap we heard last year.
2: Yeah, that didn't age well.
1: Andy Reid's last 10 versus the Raiders, 9-1. 15-2 in the last 17. 16 in the last 20. Very nice, seventeen and three record in the last twenty games against the Raiders. Versus the Chargers, seven and three in the last ten. Fifteen to three against the Chargers in the last eighteen. The team they said was going to supplant the Chiefs. Versus the Broncos, fifteen in a row since November fifteenth, two thousand and fifteen, which has kind of been a ways. Since two thousand fifteen, Andy Reid is forty two and six against his division seven straight division titles. If this was a heavyweight fight, Julio, you might change the channel when you hear those kind of numbers coming out from Andy Reid. Fifth all-time in wins, second all-time in postseason wins, the guy has simply put himself at the top of the NFL food chain. I understand Belichick's thought there, but the hottest thing smoking right now is Andy Reid. Speaking of Andy Reid, Tyree Kill on his podcast Things that needed to be said, including his co-host that is just uh, basically agrees with everything Tyreek says. He perpetuates him. It's almost, it's almost comical. But here's Tyreek Hill, the scorned lover, talking nonsense.
0: I, th- I think the biggest question mark for me was why they scheduled us in Germany against the Chiefs stuff. Do you think this was planned so you wouldn't step a foot back at Arrowhead and tear them up on that field? I definitely think Andy Reid called... Roger Goodell and was like, hey, man, you can't let the cheetah step back onto this field because it's going to be a long day for us. Nah, but for real, though, I really think it was a situation where, like, you can't always send Outback Steakhouse to, like, play in these international games. Sometimes you got to give them Wagyu steak. Giving them the previous MVP of the league, Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, and an up-and-coming team led by Pro Bowl quarterback Tua is a great matchup. You got speed on this team. You got Super Bowl champion on this team. Who do you think comes out on top on that? Obviously, baby, fans up, baby. Let's get it, man. The build-up to this game is about to be legendary. I guarantee you. It's going to be like the Super Bowl before the Super Bowl. That game is actually at the midpoint of our season, and I bet those international fans are stoked for it, and it's going to be fun. (laughs)
1: <laughs> what well why the shot at Outback Steakhouse? I mean compliment you know. Why do you send the out how about Texas Roadhouse? I'll take that, but and then this co host, it's like the Super Bowl for the Super Bowl. No, it's not. There is a great chance the Jets that are improving, but you never know Tua, he's one hit away from never playing football again. Cause he pondered it this offseason. Listen, he had a fine year. He had a fine year. He's not not a huge Tua guy because he once claimed to play in snow one time in uh, Alabama when it snowed on one day, which is ridiculous. The Dolphins last year showed all his practice throws, and he glossed over those. So there's Tyreek Hill. And to think that the Chiefs and Andy Reid or whatever would make a phone call, they don't care, man. They'll play you at Arrowhead Stadium. They'll play you on Mars. They'll play you on the moon. They'll play you wherever you want. But the Dolphins are a team that ought to be careful with not finishing last in their division. I know they're a team on the rise, Julio, but who are they better than? The Patriots? Okay, maybe they are. With Mac Jones and the Patriots, Belichick doesn't stay down for long. They're not better than the Bills. Oh, We'll we'll see about that
2: with the Patriots.
1: They're not better than the Bills, so scratch them off. They're not better than Aaron Rodgers and the Jets that boast the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Now that they have Rodgers, that's a different team. They're not better than them. So now there's the argument with the Dolphins. Are they better than the Patriots or not? Are they the last place team in the AFC East or the third place team in the AFC East? Would it surprise you at all if they finished third or fourth this year in the AFC East? I understand it's a team on the rise, team doing good things, but guess what? So are these other teams.
2: It would surprise me if they finished fourth, only because the Patriots, the Patriots. I I think my opinion, they're going to be awful. They they didn't done nothing. It, they didn't draft very well. But they were they bad did last nothing. year.
1: But they were not good last year. But they still finished ten and seven. They still finished in second place. Yeah,
2: but they. I feel like they've gotten even more worse. But
1: they weren't even that good last year. They, they they finished one game behind the Buffalo Bills. One, Buffalo was eleven and six. The Patriots were ten and seven, and that Patriots team was not great. Then you get the Dolphins at nine and eight, and then you've got the Jets at four and thirteen. Excuse me, that was two thousand twenty-one. That was two thousand twenty-one, not two thousand twenty-two. Two thousand twenty-two is a little bit different. The Dolphins were nine and eight. Excuse me, the Patriots were eight and nine. So you flip-flopped eight nine and nine and eight, but it's still a nine and eight team last year. Did you? you think Tyree kill? You think the Chiefs care if he's in Arrowhead Stadium or not? They don't care. They don't care where they – they'll play Tua anywhere, man. This, This defensive backfield is ready for Tua. This defense got better. They're ready for Tua. They're ready to, you know, Menehu, Chris Jones on defensive line, Karloftis, Felix coming after him. Chiefs led the NFL in quarterback hits last year. You think they're scared of Tua? They aren't.
2: I don't, I don't even see... He's wh- serviceable. I, I mean, he is... When he's on, he's on. And When he's not injured, he's he is. He's an above-average quarterback. I, I would put him in the top 15 as far as quarterbacks
1: go, especially with those weapons. But listen to this nonsense, though.
2: I, th- I think the biggest
0: question mark for me was why they scheduled us in Germany against the Chiefs though. Do you think this was planned so you wouldn't step a foot back at Arrowhead and tear them up on that field? I definitely think Andy Reid called... Roger and was like, hey man, you can't let the cheetah step back onto this field because it's going to be a long day for us. Nah, but for real though, I really think it was a situation where like, you can't always send Outback Steakhouse to like play in these international games. Sometimes you got to give them Wagyu Steak Giving them the previous MVP of the league, Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, and an up-and-coming team led by Pro Bowl quarterback Tua is a great matchup. You got speed on this team. You got Super Bowl champion on this team. Who do you think comes out on top on that? Obviously, baby, fans up, baby. Let's get it, man. The build-up to this game is about to be legendary. I guarantee you. It's going
1: to be like the Super Bowl before the Super Bowl.
0: That game is actually at the midpoint of our season.
1: All right, that's just dumb. It's a Super Bowl before the Super Bowl. Again, this team's going to finish third or fourth in their division. It's
2: a Super Bowl for them, uh, but not for I, us. It's I, just another game. I hope he's kidding.
1: You know damn well Andy yeah. Reid didn't call. about Hey, no, I not he want to joking. play Tyreek. He was joking. He had to have been. He had to have been. Fins up. I get it. He's defending his own team. That's fine. What do you
2: expect him to say? You know.
1: Again, they were a nine-win team last year. The Chiefs averaged almost 12 wins a year. Oh, come on, Tyreek. Yeah, but the haters are out there. The haters are real. Ron Kopp will be in with us at 7 o'clock uh, to talk all Kansas City Chiefs. Your Chiefs questions, keep them rolling in about the draft, about the rookie minicamp. Ron's going to bring some stuff on Deneric Prince. He's got a great article out on Arrowhead Pride right now. I know a lot of people talking about him. He's a guy that ran 4-4-1, four fastest 40 at the Combine, wasn't drafted, Had missed some games with injuries the last couple of years, was at AM before he transferred to Tulsa. Chiefs gave him 231 guaranteed. This is what happens, these, these undrafted guys. They're getting more money than seventh-round picks. It almost behooves teams to grab a guy in the seventh round so you don't have to pay the exorbitant amount that they're paying for undrafted free agents. But anyway, we'll get into that and what the Chiefs have done next. What's go- I say, what's going on here? Don't stand there with your beak open. Say something. Explain yourself. Your tongue's flapping, but no noise is coming out of your big mouth. Now get out and stay out. You're
2: listening to After Hours with Dusty Lichens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.
1: Welcome back, Jay Binkley producing Julio Sanchez and spitting the music. Great uh, great deal with the uh, beach promo, because we have to be talking a lot of breath Beach. Text line loves him, some Tua 316. If Tua can keep his noggin from bouncing around, the Dolphins are better than the Jets.
2: I don't know about that.
1: A rides is going to get hurt and punk out. Man, I hope they play each other because remember Mahomes was hurt a couple years ago when he's going to face Rodgers, and then that the last time it was it was, was Rodgers with the with the, was it the pandemic, and then Jordan Love's parents were or mom was put up with in, in the skybox.
2: Apparently, that was a very forgettable game, according to Andy Reid.
1: Last year, the Miami Dolphins uh, beat the Patriots twenty to seven in Week One. Then they went to New York Jets later on in uh, Week Five. They lost forty to seventeen to the Jets. Oof. They lose forty to seventeen to the Jets. Then the rematch with the Jets, they win eleven to six. A tough, hard-fought game. Ugly. Dolphins win that, but the week before they lost to the Patriots. So I can't sit here and say the Dolphins are better than the Patriots, Jets because I don't think they are. I think the Jets were missing the quarterback. Aaron Rodgers gives them stability. So the Dolphins and Tyreek were in their mouth a lot. For a team, there's no guarantee for because, again, their season goes where Tua goes. And this is nothing against local product Skyler Thompson.
2: Yeah, but.
1: If Tua goes down, well, you can say it about a lot of NFL teams. But, again, Tua had those concussions last year, and he debated whether to come back or not.
2: I mean, that, and that's such a uh, – divisional games are always just so tough, right? I mean, you just – especially, I think, this year, that's going to be a tough – they're just going to beat each other up.
1: Miami. outplayed the Bills in last season's wild well. card. give me, the Bills. Disappointed. There was. No, I thought when they, when the Bills beat the Chiefs, Von Miller was the best off season signing. He just was. That was I, the best off season addition. Was he, he though? He was. Because Buffalo what they needed paid him? that. Buffalo needed that pass rush, and he gave it to him. Yeah, that's the reason they beat the Chiefs was Von Miller.
2: But and I understand that. But for what they paid, the contract that they gave him for the age that he is. I mean, and the injuries that he – I mean, that was was a terrible contract. But I'll say
1: this, though. The Chiefs made the best signing in the offseason, and it's not even close. Jarek McKinnon was the best signing value-wise in the National Football League. He made league minimum, made a little bit over a million dollars. And, yes, I know he played for the Chiefs the year before that, but he wasn't a member of the Chiefs until June 14th of 2022 when he re-upped his contract and came back to the Chiefs, he was an off-season signing for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he set the record for uh, touchdown catches uh, in what six straight weeks. That's right. In block for Mahomes was the excellent. It's not even showing up in the stat book what he did blocking for Mahomes, but that was the biggest addition, considering paying league minimum when he came to the Chiefs. I would. I, I'm all ears. What What are their better additions than Jared McKinnon?
2: Had uh, had the same impact that he had? None. You but I no felt like Von Miller me,
1: made a huge difference yeah. to that Buffalo defense. And when he was out, they just weren't the same. Buffalo Bills were not the same team defensively. No. Like, he made that big of a difference. When they came in and beat the Chiefs, it's like you saw it. They got Von Miller to stop the Chiefs. Like, Von Miller was brought in to help Buffalo combat. And you, you see these teams, the moves they make. The moves they make, okay, we got to figure out the Chiefs, all right? They've been in five straight AFC titles. They've racked up two Super Bowls in this stretch with Mahomes. Got to find a way, and that's the way they should think, because the Chiefs were thinking this way with New England. They were thinking this way with Pittsburgh. They were thinking, how are we going to beat these teams and you draft accordingly and get free agents accordingly? But the Chiefs have gone homegrown.
2: But isn't that a problem for Buffalo, the fact that they're relying so much on a 34 34- <laughs> 34-year-old defensive end? I mean...
1: Well, it, it is something they need. So it's something they went and grabbed. And I, I give them fully credit, full credit for going to do it. The Chiefs are building differently. That was It was a dumb move. They paid Mahomes. Mahomes makes 17% of the salary cap. That's more than any quarterback that's ever won a Super Bowl has taken away from his team's salary cap. Why? Smart drafting. Going into this draft, 21 of the 22 previous draft picks are still with the Kansas City Chiefs. That's how you win football games. You win football games with the front office, putting the talent... In a in a contract like Mahomes, looks like Burrow's gonna sign one of these deals where you sign the contract and other guys can get paid because you sign a quote Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, non-selfish contract as a quarterback. Coming up next, though, Ron Prince, lead analyst at Arrowhead Pride, has a great piece on who? Eric Prince.
2: You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks, eats, drinks, scenic views.